0: So Kelsey and I had our engagement photos taken uh, this weekend, last weekend, however you want to term that, okay. so a few days ago. Now, the question you may be asking yourself is, didn't they get engaged in September? Why are they taking their engagement photos six months later? Well, reader, that's a, that's a great question. Um, I
1: didn't even think about that, but that is true.
0: Yeah, it's something to which I don't have a great answer, uh-huh. don't have a great response. Um, but that's how it worked out.
1: Well, and better late than never, better. I would say.
0: <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> and so what happened is we went to Jacksonville. Not because Jacksonville is a very special place, but because that's where our photographer lives. Good, good. Um, and we don't have the budget to pay her to go anywhere else. Yeah. So, is she
1: going to be your wedding photographer? Yes, she is. Okay.
0: Um, and she's super good. Um, her name's Stephanie Keeler. Stephanie with an F, if anybody wants to look her up. Um, highly recommend. I think she does beautiful work.
1: Okay.
0: Um, which is why we picked her. But, so we went to Jacksonville, we were supposed to do a Sunday evening sunset era, era? Nope. Sunset. Time.
1: Yep. <laughs> Sorry, couldn't, sunset also era. could not think of the word.
0: Sunset, time, uh-huh. shoot, not because we love sunset, but because that's...
1: That's the golden hour. That's the
0: golden hour. That's you look the angelic. Light. And so the thing about golden hour is it happens twice a day.
1: Yep. Super early in the morning. And the morning. thing
0: about Sunday is that it rained all day in Jacksonville. It
1: did. The weather was not great, actually. It was quite yeah, chilly, too. It was
0: cold. Yeah. It was cold I don't and know what outfits
1: you guys had picked out, but gray. it was not springy.
0: Well, yeah. <laughs> um, we're having a fall wedding, okay. and so we were still shooting for kind of a fall aesthetic. Okay. That's which was good. fine. That,
1: that fits Sunday. Um,
0: yeah. But then Sunday didn't happen.
1: Because rain.
0: Because rain. And so because we needed that golden hour, it was Monday morning.
1: We know how you love mornings.
0: I am so a morning person. <laughs> said not me. Um, got up at five, which like for many of our listeners is normal. Yeah, it is not for me. Um, I'm, I normally get up around eight, mm-hmm. which I consider early. <laughs>
1: That's okay. I know. <laughs>
0: Sometimes 7.30.
1: Slightly judgment-free zone.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and listen, listen, listen. This is like amazing strides from my younger life. Yeah. When like I would get up at noon when I was yeah. 18 or 19. You're slowly
1: approaching 30. So. I am.
0: <laughs> I keep telling people I'm 30 and I'm not. I'm 29. But I keep telling people I'm 30. Um, so that's fun.
1: So you got up super... Here's what I want to know. When you got up super early, because this is my thing. Um, when you get up, not just early, but like earlier than you are accustomed to.
0: You look bad? Yeah. Yeah.
1: You don't look great. Right. Not you, Chris. But I mean, people, people. as a
0: species. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Like we look Agreed. haggard when we get up that early. Yeah.
0: So I immediately made coffee. Okay. I'm um, to wake up. Do you like and then... put
1: cold compresses yes. on your
0: <laughs> Specifically, I put a washcloth in the freezer. Oh, this, to
1: be a fly on the wall. Of this
0: Airbnb. Um, also, the Airbnb didn't have a shower. It only had a tub, which was not advertised. It was a beautiful clawfoot tub, but it meant that I had to bathe in a, in a tub.
1: Yeah, and you're, you're a I'm, long I'm a, person. I'm a long,
0: I'm a long person. <laughs> it was not my favorite experience. Airbnb oh. was super cool. Other than that.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Uh-huh. Did the so pictures anyway, I <laughs> haven't seen them yet. Okay. Um, saw one like iPhone preview. All right. Um, which I shared to my Instagram story the other day.
1: Oh, I did see that. It looked like um, you were in the redwoods. Yep,
0: we were in these <laughs> these tall, tall pine trees in northeast Florida.
1: So that's where she took you. Was the woods? Mm-hmm. Which is
0: what we wanted. Okay. She gave us four options, and we picked that one.
1: Okay. What were your man? Ask what the options were. I'm just always curious. Sure.
0: Um. They were all natural settings because okay. that's kind of what we requested. One of them was a park near St. Augustine, I think. Okay. That had like a rocky beach uh-huh. and then behind it a bunch of oaks. Okay. And like it was kind of a cultivated garden. Pretty. Um, which is very pretty. We've seen yeah. a lot of pictures done there and it's. We're not beachy people. I was about to
1: say, beach isn't your vibe.
0: <laughs> not really. And as much as I like the oaks and it's very North Florida and that's where we met and that's where we live. Um,
1: yeah, that's cool. The
0: cultivated space wasn't for me. One of them was literally a field.
1: Okay. I see a lot of field pictures. See a
0: lot of field pictures. I don't remember the fourth one. Okay. Um, but the one we picked was kind of best of all worlds. Uh-huh. It had field available. Uh-huh. It had pathways with tall trees available.
1: And then you didn't have to go to multiple. And then places. we didn't have to go to multiple
0: places and so it was all there. Okay. Got there at seven. Shot a bunch of pictures. The sunny was the light? Oh, yeah. There? The light was okay, gorgeous.
1: <laughs> After all that. I took
0: pictures for two hours. Had brunch with the photographer and it came home.
1: Oh, that's nice. Yeah.
0: It was super fun.
1: And that's good that you're getting close to your photographer. Because my big thing is when you plan a wedding, yeah. you want somebody taking pictures of you where it doesn't feel weird. Yes. And Because getting your picture taken is weird. Is weird.
0: Yeah. No. Exactly. And I'm neither of us think we're particularly photogenic just because we don't know how to hold our faces.
1: Yeah, photographers will help you with that. Photographers
0: are great with that, and I think part of Stephanie's thing is that she wants to get to know the couple in a picturey setting before the day.
1: Yes, that's smart. And
0: so that's the engagement shoot idea. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. You did it. We did it.
1: One more thing to check it off the a, list. There's
0: a big old thing to check off, but we did it. It doesn't feel real, and I guess we'll get some previews November this week. November 23rd, it'll
1: feel real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it'll come quick.
0: Maybe November 30th, it'll <laughs> all feel real. <laughs> Welcome to episode 215 of From the Front Porch, a collection of conversations on books, small business, and life in the South. My name is Chris Jensen, and I'm not a morning person.
1: And I'm Annie Jones, owner of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in beautiful downtown Thomasville, Georgia. (sighs) Um... (laughs)
0: Today's
1: the first day of spring.
0: Today is the first day of spring. You're right. Okay, so spring has sprung.
1: Spring has sprung. It's springing. It's currently
0: springing. Spring is currently springing. um and may it continue to spring um i am a big fan of the spring green
1: it is gorgeous like the
0: tree outside this window with all its baby leaves on it yeah that's my favorite
1: it's truly jordan and i always say there are about two weeks in the spring Mm -hmm. and two weeks in the fall that remind you why you live here yeah these are them yeah (laughs) These are they. These are
0: they. <laughs> Absolutely. And I'm I'm a fan.
1: I'm a fan too. I wish pollen didn't exist, but what are you going to do?
0: What are you going to do? Oof. Yeah, I poured a, there was like half a leftover bottle of water in my car from our road trip this weekend, and I poured it on my windshield before I left. Just to clear the yeah, pollen off? Yeah, just to off. clear the pollen off. Yeah. Um, but with spring, um, also comes the annual bookshelf event, the Spring Literary Luncheon.
1: Yeah, these are becoming my favorite events to do. We're starting to do them seasonally, mm-hmm. so quarterly, we right? Did, yeah, so we did winter back in January, spring, and then we'll do summer in May before everybody leaves Thomasville mm-hmm. for the summer. <laughs> um, but I love doing these because it gives me a chance. I don't know. I don't know if I realize this. I won't say I don't know if anybody realizes this. I didn't think I. I don't think I realized this before taking over the bookshelf mm-hmm. that ordering from publishers takes place so far in advance yeah so books that i ordered yeah for summer release so to order order
0: in december i don't
1: even know yeah Yeah. i think december Mm -hmm. so it's been a long time since i placed those orders so (laughs) one fun like perk of doing these literary luncheons one perk for me is that I remember, oh yeah, this is coming out. Like, you're reading so far in advance and you're placing these orders so far in advance that you kind of forget.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um,
1: So that part is really fun. I do... Can we talk just briefly? And I say this, I still consider myself a newbie to the publishing world. Like, yeah. And I, even... I'm not even really in the publishing world. I feel like adjacent yeah. to
0: it. Yeah, publishing adjacent. Yeah.
1: Um, But I have some thoughts slash questions about what's released when so i am wondering if the patterns i have picked up on are real and accurate mm-hmm. or if these are my brain trying to make patterns where there aren't confirmation
0: any. bias yeah. yeah. so
1: um for example i was looking at spring orders and pulling titles that i wanted to feature at the luncheon and on the podcast today and so many memoirs and nonfiction. so many mm-hmm. like so many, not as much fiction as you would have thought.
0: That's interesting. And not
1: as much literary fiction. Now, April's a big month. Yeah. Um, but I was thinking, isn't my imagination or our winter and fall like? It almost feels like Oscar season. Yeah. For books in the fall. Yeah. Um, because in the fall, I feel like we get a lot of heft, a lot of literary fiction.
0: And then in the spring and early summer, we're getting. blockbusters
1: yeah yeah and even like summer maybe more than spring for Mm -hmm. blockbusters because i had a hard time i was just pulling titles basically for april may Mm -hmm. some march as well um but like there are some big titles i'm looking forward to that aren't coming out until june or july yeah so i just have been starting to try to figure out is there a method to publishers madness or is this my brain trying to make categories Where there aren't really any, but it feels that way. (laughs) See,
0: and that's how you understand existentialism. Because that's what that is. (laughs) Anyway. Is this
1: my existential book crisis? Yeah. (laughs) It's like, I just, I was looking over my list, and I like memoirs, but I was like, why is my list all memoirs? And then I went back through my orders, and I was like...
0: Because that's what's out this, this season.
1: And maybe, I don't know, we'll find out when I inevitably see books are magic or mm-hmm. avid bookshop posts about books. And I'll be like, Oh, I that. didn't order that. Wait, what?
0: Ooh. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Generally I do a good, I, I feel like I do a good job at that, but, sometimes but it's hard. You miss things. <laughs> it is.
0: It is. Um, um, so we do this event quarterly. Yeah. And originally when these started, we would just do like, let's record that list and talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. Kind um, of a
1: rehash. Right.
0: But now we do a digital online version of that event. Right. um that's kind of live streamed
1: yeah which can I put in a little yeah, please plug about that so we offer literary lunch virtually if you attended this luncheon virtually um, the format is about to change mm. so it has been just a live stream of our lunch event which I think is really fun and yeah. it kind of just lets you live basically lets us live stream our lunch couple things I'm short. Yeah. I'm a shorty McShortster. Small lady. <laughs> Small lady. So much smaller than I feel on the inside. <laughs> Which Lucy, who works here, she did accidentally pay me the best compliment ever where she asked me how tall I was. And she was like, you don't look that short. And I was like, thank, thank you. <laughs> you. No, you are m- um, more than a foot shorter but, than but I am. I'm very tiny. Yeah. <laughs> and when I was doing the presentation yesterday, like I move when I mm-hmm. present. I don't stand in one place, and unfortunately...
0: You wander off camera. Yes, and so
1: I feel like people got more shots of people eating lunch than they they did of me. And I will tell you, the sweatiest part of these events is setting up this live stream. Oh, for sure. Guys, tech is not... Right. Even though I feel like I'm pretty knowledgeable Mm -hmm. tech-wise, it is just a cluster every time and Olivia is like sweating and at one point I was like later in the day I was like Olivia in the future I need you to smile at me just so I know everything's okay because she just looked so stressed from trying to get it set up Uh also no more Ashley so like so so it's just me and Olivia Elon is our new events coordinator but she's not trained to do that yet so
0: she's not on site for that stuff no
1: so anyway um so I think what we're going to do in the future is still offer the virtual option but for a slightly higher price, so like $5 just to live stream the event. Now I think we're going to, in the summer, do a $10 where I like... What is the... Like I... Conference call. Yeah. It'll be like a conference. Mm-hmm. And I'll respond to chats while we do it. Like, And I think that'll actually be even better. It'll be the exact same thing. Uh-huh. But it will be more directly to you, the long-distance customer. So
0: you, Annie, will be doing two events. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because... Because why not? <laughs> I love events.
0: And then when we record a podcast version, you'll get to do it a third time.
1: Yeah. So our podcast version, we have all, we have now wanted to make so it's not like a duplicate right. of the event because that's not fair right. to people because who pay for dollars Right, because this $5. is free right. and right. the
0: event is not.
1: Right. So we're mixing it up. Yeah. I'm, I'm featuring some titles I talked about yesterday, some new titles I did not mention yesterday, mm-hmm. and plus banter. Yeah. But, but, you get me. You, you get Chris.
0: You get me for free. <laughs> you got to pay... To get me out of this, <laughs> which I'm sure some of you would do, so that's fine.
1: <laughs> okay, so where should we start?
0: Um, uh, let's start at the very beginning.
1: A very good place to start is hashtag Sound of Music. Okay, <laughs> uh, I'm going to start with Good Talk because yeah. that comes out very quickly. Next week. Yeah, March 26th. It comes out on Tuesday. Um The reason I wanted to mention this one is we wanted to make this our Stitches and Stories Mm. audiobook this month, and it's not releasing in time. Ah. Stitches and Stories is tomorrow. Ah.
0: Um,
1: So now I have to pick a new book. Not even an ALC? uh, No, the ALC is also not released. Interesting. I was a bit bummed about that. Yeah, a little bit. Um, So the reason I was interested in this audiobook is because the audiobook sounded great. Like the premise is it's a memoir in conversations. Okay, Okay, I'm hooked. Yep. Then I realized later, after picking the audiobook, that it's a graphic memoir. Oh. And so, really curious how the audiobook
0: yeah. tells
1: that story. Like, I'm, my mind is a little bit blown because graphic memoirs, half the story is being told graphically. Right,
0: through pictures. Yeah.
1: Um, but, Mira Jacobs is someone who... I think gets a ton of attention for her beautiful storytelling, and so I was very curious about a graphic memoir by mm-hmm. her. But again, particularly intrigued by the even the offering of an audiobook for something like that is interesting.
0: I remember a few years ago they released an audiobook version of the first um, trade paperback collection of Miss Marvel. Okay. And I've never known what it is uh-huh. because I have no idea how you do an audio version of. comic book yeah but they were marketing it for blind readers okay um as something like because blind people otherwise can't access comic books because it's a visual medium and so they were oh
1: that's kind of cool exactly
0: so it was about accessibility and i don't know exactly how it works but it Sounds cool.
1: Yeah, it does sound cool. And I mean, I'm going to be totally honest. Good Talk was not really on my radar until I was looking through Libro FM audio listening copies, uh-huh. because that's how we pick our Stitches and Stories book. Right. And that one came up, and I just loved the idea of a memoir told in conversations. And then yesterday... I was doing some more research about it, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is a graphic memoir. Like, how is this going to work? Yeah. So, now I'm very curious about the audiobook. So, if anybody winds up listening to it, I'd, I'd love to hear what you think. Um, but, I like Mira Jacobs. I am intrigued by this premise, and it comes out March 26th. Also, as someone who doesn't naturally gravitate toward graphic novels, mm-hmm. I like graphic memoirs yeah. because... for whatever reason they really do hook me even though again graphic novels aren't my first like preference of medium
0: totally get it so yeah so that's no they're they're a really interesting genre yeah um what about this one under that trust trust exercise Exercise.
1: okay so i'm reading this right now it's by susan Choi. i really like it here's the thing (laughs) This is a book set in the 80s at, like, an arts high school, so it kind of reminds me of Fame or Glee or sure. something like that. Um, what I'm intrigued by, I really like it so far, It there are no chapter breaks mm-hmm. ever anywhere. Okay. So, like, it's taking me a minute yeah. n- not to adjust to the rhythm because the writing is outstanding. Hunter, I think, called this stream of consciousness writing. Okay. And that definitely makes sense to me because there are parts of this where I'm like, let's take a breath. Like (laughs) let's take a breath. But stream of consciousness to me feels like never ending thoughts. There's still dialogue in this book. There's still, um, there's still active storytelling. Like there's multiple characters. You're not just in one character's head. Mm -hmm. Um, but it very much feels like you're reading without taking a breath. Yeah. And uh, as somebody...
0: And they, that's the point, right? Yes, yeah. I do
1: think that's the point. But but I can't sit down and read this in one sitting, mm-hmm. so I'm a little bit like, but wait, I, got, I gotta go to bed. Like, I, I,
0: <laughs> wait, I gotta put this down. Wait, I gotta
1: put this down. Now, at the heart of the book are two characters, a guy and a girl. They kind of have this encounter in the very first few pages. And then we're watching them, I think, grapple with their relationship, is it a relationship, what Mm -hmm. is it? Um, So it feels very reminiscent, like you feel nostalgic about high school. But the book is also telling really important truths, I think, about belonging. Okay. So I was never a theater kid, but I was a theater, I guess I keep using this term, but I was theater adjacent kid. Like I was, all of my friends were theater kids, so I spent a lot of time hanging out Helping paint sets, right or whatever. Yeah, I was that. I was that super cool person. Um, so I very read, helpful. Yeah, very helpful. So I was reading this, thinking there there's even a sentence that talks about theater spelled with an R E versus an E R, uh-huh. and I was like, yes, like like <laughs> I just so I, there are people in my life. Shout out to someone who I know is not listening to this, but I will never forget one of my friends in college, merrily like literally spelled. Not spelled like Merrily, We Go Along, but that's how she introduced herself. And she was amazing. And she was amazing at theater. Could have been amazing somewhere other than my tiny university, I'm Mm -hmm. confident. But I'm reading this book picturing my theater friends. I'm Mm -hmm. picturing Merrily. I'm picturing Joey. Um, And so that has made this a book that I really like. As we all know, I prefer chapter breaks, yep. um, just for my own ease of reading. But I like what this author is doing, and I think you're absolutely right. I think I'm supposed to feel yeah. breathless. breathless. I'm supposed to feel like, wait a minute, like I'm. I, give me a second. Um, it's not claustrophobic because the content doesn't lend itself to that, but it is very much like, whoo! I gotta finish this because <laughs> there's, a, you know, you, there's stuff happening, and it's very, um, it kind of grabs grabs you and doesn't let go we'll put it that way
0: that sounds great
1: yeah it's really good yeah um, I'm a little bit it missed the deadline for April shelf subscription mm-hmm. I think people forget we're having to work with um, publication yeah. dates yeah um, but I'm, I'm really thrilled with my April pick but I'm wondering if it's too early a release for May so I don't know yeah but it's it's, it's a good book
0: it's a fuzzy line yeah I'm um, talking about this very cool essay collection too
1: yeah okay I love the title of this What My Mother and I Don't Talk About Mm-hmm. Doesn't it just immediately make you want to write your own essay? Kind of. <laughs> that's what it... Well, that's what it made me do. <laughs> I immediately thought, what don't my mother and I talk about? I should write about that. Um, so, basically, it's this collection of essays with um, authors ranging from, like, Alexander Chi to Leslie Jameson to Juliana Baggett, mm-hmm. and their writing, their prompt, I guess, is what they don't talk about with their mothers. Right. And the editor of this collection i think had a really traumatic experience with like her stepfather and it was something she didn't share with her mother so Mm -hmm. i think you're going to get essays ranging from like whew, yeah that's heavy to juliana baggett's writing about what her mother won't talk to her about which is nothing because her mother tells her (laughs) everything so i think you're going to get some of the humorous i think you're also going to get some intense i am always looking I love a good essay collection We're going to talk about another one here soon but um, I don't know short stories sometimes can are difficult for yeah. me and not all the time but occasionally and I think that's because as a reader I want to read the whole thing yeah and I want to read the whole thing all the way through and sometimes short stories are pick it up, put it down right for the very reason interestingly the trust exercise is difficult short stories can also be difficult <laughs> for me. Um, but I feel like essays are a great entry point to the short story. I don't know if that's, yeah. they're different art They're very different
0: things. Um, but they, I think they use a lot of the same muscles.
1: They do. And I think we, we of the internet, Mm -hmm. we of the internet age, if you want to blame it on attention spans, I personally just, we, I read a lot of like long form magazine articles or interviews or things like that. Essays feel like that to me. Yeah or if you're most, a podcast listener yeah
0: and most publications journals whatever that publish essays have a max word count of like 3,500 yeah which is about eight pages double spaced right it's not very long
1: right which is shorter even than many short stories absolutely or can be shorter than um
0: short and i would i would even not i called this a essay collection but it's really more of an anthology because it's not one person's collection That's of right. different essays it's 15 different authors writing about the same prompt that's
1: right so more of an anthology um
0: which is an entirely different beast yeah um and i but i love maybe more accessible
1: yeah i was about to say i think and that's you're right that's what i'm going to be talking about too the other um book i'm thinking of is for sure more an anthology Mm. and there is something about that one of my friends she had read a book and she passed it on to me and that's exactly what she said she's a new mom And she was like, this is what I could read right now because I could take it one essay at a time or I could blow through them because I found them to be so fascinating. Um, And she, yeah, I think to some extent that's almost the best of both worlds because you're getting um, really quality writing, but you're also getting a wide range of styles and storytelling. Styles and voices, yeah. yeah. Um, So... This might be a good one to pick up. Also Mother's Day is coming up, yeah. and while that doesn't sound like something you might <laughs> gift your mother, it might be. It might be. I feel like I feel like I could gift something like that to yeah, my mom. So probably. what my mother and I don't talk about comes out April 30th.
0: Let's do kind of a lightning round.
1: Yeah, okay. Of
0: the things you featured at the luncheon event.
1: Okay. I'm going to do 3 books out right now. Okay. Okay, one of them you've already heard me talk about on here. Tomorrow Mm -hmm. There Will Be Sun. Yes. Vacation Gone Wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, I love vacation books. Uh, We don't often talk about that. I think I mostly say I love dysfunctional families, which is true. But if we're, like, looking at a scale of what Annie loves, (laughs) dysfunctional families is number one. It
0: puts a dysfunctional family in the spotlight. Yes.
1: And then number three, I think, is vacations. Yeah. And so... Tomorrow There Will Be Sun does both of those
0: things. And so for a fuller kind of exploration of that, check out two episodes ago, yep. the um, seasonal reads on...
1: Vacations. Spring break. Spring yeah. break. Um, okay, also out right now is See You in the Piazza. Mm-hmm. I recommended this one because... And I hope I'm... Pro- it feels like I'm not pronouncing that right. That's right. But I'm pronouncing it right. You are. But it feels weird. Maybe because I'm not Italian. Um, but it is by Francis Mays. And that is somebody... I think this is what you... I think this is what's so special about an independent bookstore this might not be a book i highlight if my bookstore were located somewhere else mm-hmm. but i know like go to your local bookstore because they know your area like they right. know your community so i knew a lot of our listeners um not a lot of our listeners a lot of, of our, our locals yeah our local customers our francis may's fans she, she is the writer of under the tuscan sun um, oh
0: okay. Okay, I, okay she
1: even did a she paid a visit to tallahassee when i worked at Bookshelf Midtown. Um, so this is her new book about traveling in Italy. And basically, if you are planning a trip to Italy, I think this would be really fun. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, some people in town will work. But if you are like me and you cannot go to Italy. <laughs> <laughs> or like me. Then this will be fun because it's cheaper than a plane ticket to Italy. Yeah. And it's got recipes too. So
0: Oh, that sounds great.
1: Okay, this one I think you could even talk a little bit about so if then, mm-hmm. which you at least are familiar with. Yeah. So I have started
0: me. this. I haven't um, okay. I haven't finished it.
1: I, I pulled it for you yeah. because I thought it sounded and like And I you.
0: started it because it sounded great. Yeah.
1: Um
0: and then dissertation took over. Yeah. Um as usual. But um I've really enjoyed it I've read so far. I would compare it maybe to Kate Atkinson Life After Life.
1: Okay, yes. In that
0: it's kind of exploring possibilities of like yeah what if you had made a different choice? Yes. And this is something that I have daydreamed about a lot in my Haven't life. we
1: all? Or yeah. is this an in thing? We're, it might be an in <laughs> <end> thing.
0: Um, <laughs> where, like, you wonder, like, how your life might be different if mm-hmm. um, you had made X choice instead of Y choice 10 years ago. This book kind of explores what those possibilities look like. What if you could change that thing in your past? And so this isn't really a sci-fi novel at all. No. Um, but it has that kind of experimental sci-fi quality to it in that it's allowing its characters to explore what their possible futures might have been
1: yeah which i love
0: yeah it's I a really, really good concept
1: i really like the premise of this one i'm curious about it because it definitely sounds like a chris book but yeah. it also sounds like accessible enough to be an annie book absolutely
0: um, and those are kind of the sweet spot books yeah, i think
1: yeah so i'm i'm very curious about it i i It reminds me of About Time. Yeah. Did you ever see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That movie.
0: Um, And so if you were curious about my March shelf subscription, which was Famous Men Who Never Lived, I think this one is kind of the more accessible version of that concept. Yeah. Where it's like instead of like, refugees from another reality who have Uh ended up on our earth this is more like what if you had made a different choice and what if you could actually see what that life would be i was
1: about to say they get these glimpses Mm -hmm. and then those glimpses i think affect their present
0: actions
1: which i think would be true of all of us
0: i think so too um a little bit also like maybe it's a wonderful life
1: oh yeah okay all right so those are kind of the books out right now um coming out oof Early April. We'll do early April. Yeah. Um, I just mentioned this. It's not one that I have read because, as I confessed to everyone yesterday, historical fiction is not always my thing. Nope. Uh, sometimes it is, but sometimes it's not. Uh, so I have not read The Lilac Girls. Okay. And I'm sorry. I received audible gasps from the women in attendance yesterday. <laughs> um, but the new book by um, Martha whose last name I'm forgetting, even though this is a book podcast and I'm supposed to know it, Uh, her new book called Lost Roses is coming out April 9th. Okay. And I do not believe this is like a straight sequel. So if you didn't read Lilac Girls, don't feel bad. You can jump right into Lost Roses. However, she is building on characters from her previous work. So just if you read Lilac Girls, then you probably will want to read Lost Roses. So that's out April 9th. I also mentioned um, nonfiction The Second Mountain. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, that is by David Brooks who is a New York Times columnist op-ed writer and I really was, again, this is a book I recommended because of local readers specifically. We have a lot of people who loved his book Road to Character Mm -hmm. but this does sound really interesting to me so it's called The Second Mountain Um, he opines that the first mountain is like your career and you're kind of striving, you reach the top and then you look and you realize, whoops, climbed the wrong mountain like (laughs) And so the second mountain is supposed to be about what our truest aspirations mm-hmm. are supposed to be. So I kind of like that. Yeah. I, I kind of like that premise. So that's out April sixteenth. Um, oh, also out this week is that anthology I was talking about, or I was referencing. It's the Moth. So oh, yeah. The Moth has a new collection. I just read their last one. Mm-hmm. I think in December. Yeah. And um, we talked about Can we talked about how there was another one coming out yes. soon. Yes. So that's this, and we um stocked a lot of copies it is one i'm very excited about um i think it's called oh man i really am on the struggle bus it's called magic in the ordinary or something like that everyday magic something like that
0: i'll have the correct title in the show notes it's
1: a beautiful cover this would make a great gift book Mm -hmm, Um, definitely I actually think because of my friend's recommendation, like it actually make a good baby shower gift mm. so that you're giving something to the mom as well as to the right. child. Um, anyway, really excited about this collection. Loved the first one. Um, first by, um, First is a book about Sandra Day O'Connor. Yeah. It's Women's History Month. Mm-hmm. It'd be a good time to read that biography. It's hefty looking, but I'm also very intrigued. I also think we forget about her a little bit. Yes. Especially because we've come so far, mm-hmm. and I I said this yesterday, but the like the back of the book says, you know, it says something about like Hillary Clinton did this, and it tells something Hillary Clinton did, and then it says um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg did this, but Sandra Day O'Connor was first, and I do like that. There's yeah. no competition. I, no. I I just like knowing we we're all pioneers. Yes, and we're all. Oof, we all get to succeed because somebody was the first and one famous, I think Sandra Day O'Connor quote is, I knew I was the first. I didn't want to be the last. I wanted to make sure I didn't screw up so bad. She didn't say that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) She walked so they could run.
1: That's right. So anyway, that is out this week. Um, very curious about a sin by any other name. Okay. What's that? Okay. So this is by a descendant of Robert E Lee. Oh, right. Charlottesville happened yep. a, a year
0: ago two two
1: two two years ago and apparently I did not remember this at all but after that um, Robert E. the 3rd I'm i I'm not sure where he is in the line but his name is literally like Robert E. Lee gave a very impassioned I think he's like a pastor or a minister he gave a really impassioned talk that went viral And kind of taking Southerners to task for the role they play Mm. and continue to play. Um, Admittedly, this is a white author. Mm -hmm. This is a white man um, talking about these things. But I think we have to acknowledge that sometimes that's who some people are more willing to listen to. Um, And it's gotten really good reviews so far. I've not read it. I I just have seen some initial blurbs and buzz as a Southerner, uh, lifelong Southerner, living here trying to grapple with how we move forward and how we do better.
0: And some of the horrors of our past. Yes. I'm
1: intrigued. Yeah. Um, Again, acknowledging there are some disclaimers to be had here. He's a white guy writing about this, Mm -hmm. but I also like that he's overcoming his own past and And the role he played. I think
0: I remember something about that where his initial viral speech had something to do with like, yeah, we should tear down some of these monuments and maybe I'm misremembering that. I
1: think probably so. And, and, I'm intrigued. Like I want to talk about that. I yeah. want to talk about our history. Somehow maintaining our history because mm-hmm. if we get rid of it entirely, we wind up repeating
0: it. Right.
1: Um, but Political. are the monuments important? And
0: when were the monuments erected, and why? That's right. Because that's really the important conversation. Yeah. So they I, were not erected in the Civil War. <laughs> yeah.
1: So I like talking about this yeah. and thinking about this. So a sin by any other name comes out April second. Um. Oh, a book I just finished. You guys. And I just... We'll talk about it on April Reading Recap. But Normal People by Sally Rooney. Mm. Which now I am determined to go back and read Conversations with Friends. Which missed me when it released a year or two ago. Um, Normal People is her new book. It was released in the UK a year ago. It is now in America. Um,
0: Like Western Wind did for me last year. Yes.
1: I am... I just loved this book so much, but I even hesitated to say I loved it because it was also so kind of gut-wrenching. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's about two young people. They meet in high school. Um, they have a, an immediate connection. Um, this book is for sure PG-13 or higher. Um, but their relationship kind of ebbs and flows throughout their college years, throughout early adulthood. And I, the best description I can say is that this book is about what happens when the place where you belong is a person.
0: Mm. And so I, okay.
1: yeah, a very, she's doing, oh, she's doing some really great things and it's annoying to me that she's like 27 years old. Um, so Normal People <laughs> comes out. Oh God, it's so annoying. Yeah, It comes out April 16th. Um, I Miss You When I Blink Yep. referenced that on this podcast many, many, many moons ago and many times. Mm-hmm. But Mary Laura Philpott, that book comes out April 2nd along with Southern Lady Code mm. which uh is a very good book by Helen Ellis who you'll recognize I hope from American Housewife you
0: read that a long time ago yeah I read okay. it during the hurricane okay yeah I was like wait a minute that's old I read I, I miss no <laughs> I read I
1: miss you when I blink and um and Southern Lady Code during Hurricane Michael but Which now, was in October. Yeah, but now they're released. This is what I okay. mean by you forget. Mm-hmm. Like these are books I was really excited about. And six I still ago. am, but yeah. it was just six months ago. So this is just your remind your friendly reminder that these two books are coming out. Um, and if you were on the Before We Were Yours train, that book releases in paperback in May. Great. Um I think.
0: Yeah. I think I think that's it.
1: I think that's it. I did want to give a shout-out to a book that a customer and another person One of our customers recommended, and then I saw it somewhere else, and she's right, it's kind of blowing up everywhere, but I have not read it yet, and now it's kind of at the top of my list, and it might actually be the audiobook we listen to now instead of um, Good Talk, but it's called Queenie. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, it's, somebody said it was, I think maybe the publisher blurb was like Americana meets, mm, and it was some kind of memoir and I was like, oh, well, I'm very intrigued. So Queenie is a book that's getting a lot of rave reviews and a lot of pre-public, pre-publication publicity. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, this might be our, our book that we listen to tomorrow. But um, Queenie is also one I, I put on your radar.
0: Sounds great. Um, so these are our, really Annie's, but these are, <laughs> these are our suggestions uh, for things that are coming out in the next month or two. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: or they are out right now. Or, or
0: that are out right now, yes. Yeah, yeah. Half of these are out right now. Yeah, you can get them right now. Um, it is the first day of spring, and these are some books to put on your calendar.
1: Yeah. Hooray.
0: bottom of the barrel again started out strong but now we're coming up thin oh we cast a lots with all the devils of sin oh my god oh my god oh my god
1: from the front porch is a production of the bookshelf an independent bookstore in thomasville georgia it's produced by me annie jones and chris jensen and edited by chris jensen if you're interested in purchasing any of the books we've talked about on today's episode you can do so at bookshelfthomasville.com forward slash shop you can also do pre-orders through our website through that link as well
0: thank you so much to forlorn strangers for the use of our theme music it's called bottom of the barrel from their album forlorn strangers you can learn more at forlornstrangers.com or find them on instagram at the rally club if you'd like to support from the front porch on patreon and gain access to exclusive bonus content like learning what annie didn't finish reading this quarter you can check us out on patreon.com from the front porch You can also find us at our website at fromthefrontporchpodcast.com for web-only content and a full back catalog of our show with detailed show notes and links to further reading. This week in the bookshelf, a funny thing happened.
1: Um, Lucy was downstairs. It's just so funny to see the bookshelf through a new person's, Mm. newer staffer's Mm -hmm. eyes um, because we interact with so many people on a daily basis. And Lucy was, like, in the stacks, um kind of straightening and a Bob Dylan song came on Mm -hmm. and this adult man like peeked at Lucy from around the corner and like busted out into song and Lucy kind of smiled and laughed and then he he was like I am so sorry I thought you were my daughter. (laughs) 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 and then lucy said he went to the children's section where he found his daughter and they had a very large laugh about it but lucy was like little did that man know i just thought he was like a normal customer
0: (laughs) 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 thank you so much for listening we will see you next week